0: And again, answering are the Eagles.
1: Catto now for three.
0: That's two in a row for the freshman.
2: The steal, the spin, behind the back, behind the back, splitting the double team. Here we go! Ryan Thomas with a jam. Baxter with authority for his
1: first point of the night. That could be an SC Top 10. what's up guys this is screech report it's been a while but uh we're we're doing our weekly pod tonight we just finished watching the vcu game uh vcu beat us 78 to 48 it was a pretty brutal game 30 point loss um let's dive right into our initial reactions i'm here with russell and dawson uh on the phone but uh what do you think, guys?
2: Yeah. Uh, we sound like a bunch of beat-down um, workers here that have been overworked and overused and have lost all our our love for life. So sorry, guys, if we sound a little sad. But uh, <laughs> it's what happens. It's what happens when we just get beat and beat. I mean, coming off that win the other night, that was that was a little good little high, but um, yeah. Man, we just looked bad tonight. I mean, it's one thing to get, you know, out-rebounded out, out or, you know, outplayed due to athleticism. But to just turn it over like we did, I think we had 26 turnovers.
1: I'm looking right now, 27 turnovers for us and 8 for VCU. That is... Oof. Abysmal. That is, like, absolutely...
0: How do you win like that? Yeah. The answer is you don't.
1: <laughs> the other glaring stat that i see is it's 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 kind of like one of those under the table stats but we took 50 shots and they took 76 they took 26 more shots than us
2: i don't think i've ever seen and it, that
1: and part of that was due to the the turnovers but if you take 26 shots and say they're all two pointers that's like
0: make half of them 50 points yeah well, if you well if you right. make half of yeah. them then you get twenty six points. Which is the
1: deficit we lost right. to exactly. thirty points. So there you go. I mean it's it was pretty rough.
2: We couldn't get it out of the out of the front court half the time.
1: And, and and most of those turnovers were not due to VCU defense, I don't think. I think a lot of them
2: were
0: miscommunications on our end and yep. sloppy play. For sure. It was
2: uh doesn't appear to be getting <laughs> Much better. I mean, there are some areas where I'm seeing improvement. Hey, here's,
1: here, here's another glaring stat: we took four free throws. No way. Four? Did we really? No, like we before? made, we made, we made three out of four, but we yeah, took four.
0: So
1: <laughs> In the last game against FAU, I think we took like how many? we thirteen. Supposed to take.
0: Yeah. Well, that four that we shot is in in comparison to sixteen from them, in which they made thirteen of them. So it's. I mean, there's that, another. That's more been points. one of our
1: problems this whole year is getting to the line because we we're not a very. Um, when we pass it in or drive in, we tend to lose the ball.
0: Yeah, I was going to say we don't get fouled. And it's, it's um, we started in the past two three games or so really trying to work it inside because that was. In the first couple games, it was like all outside shots, and nothing was falling, even if it was a good shot. And now we're really making an effort to work it inside, but it's for the most part it seems to be getting stolen, or the ball gets lost, or it's you know a pass goes out of bounds, or something like that. It's we're working harder at getting inside, but it's not coming. Fouls aren't happening. The scoring's not happening as much as it should.
2: Yeah, it looks pretty bad. I mean. If it's not Dakota Rivers getting the ball down low, I, I'm kind of just scared every time. Uh, I mean, Zach doesn't look too good driving to the hole. Unfortunately, I mean, I can't, I can't think of a time where Zach drove, Zach um, Scott drove to the the hoop and didn't get swatted.
1: Well, he's never been that type of player. He's always been that guy. It's right. supposed to be a perimeter player. Who can you know, take
0: that one step inside and shoot a nice mid-range? Yeah. too. Yeah. Someone
1: drives in, kicks it out. Zach's wide. Yeah. You know, Caleb's that same type of player too. So they're having to go out of their comfort zone to to drive right. in and try and make something happen.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And then you got you got our <clears throat> two bigs that are just just fresh and new, and they're not used to banging down low. So it's like, who do you got driving to the rim to get those free throws? You don't really have anyone. Jalen Warren's trying, but it's like.
0: It's hit or miss right now, especially with him coming off the bench, too. Um, and, I mean, I get it. I know that he had, you know, his breakout performance last game. But it, So he's like, oh, we'll throw him back in the starting lineup. But I get not doing that just because, well, you know, maybe coming off the bench was like a spark for him. Um, let's ride that until that spark fizzles out, you know. But um, And he actually didn't have a horrible game either. It's just seven points, five assists. Um, but at the same time it's it's just not enough. Um you know, you just need more
2: I like his dribbling. I mean, I like his decision making for the most part is dribbling, Jalen Warren and uh I mean he just needs to stop picking picking the ball up right when he gets over half court. I mean he needs to be able to see those double teams coming and we need to get open for him, you know, like it's it just seemed like especially with VCU, but I've I've noticed in the last few games where he just we just get trapped or trapped right at right past half court and then we just don't know what to really do with it. it just it's getting old a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but, the uh,
1: concerning thing is is our guards are the best rebounders right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Cato, he had nine boards. Zach Scott had eight. Evie Gagliardi. Gagliardi had five, and then the next closest is uh, Rainwater with three,
0: and and another guard, Jalen Harper with three.
1: Right. So that's that's the most concerning is your two guys that are supposed to be down low getting those boards aren't getting them, whether it be fifty fifty balls or the they're just it's just not there yet. So it's yeah. it's kind of it concerning, is- and, and and Tracy Hector has become less of a factor. Um, I'd like to see. Did he start tonight?
0: Yeah, he started.
1: I'd like to see the starting lineup change a little bit to give us better chances. And you, you guys, look at the first part of the game, and it was a a shit show. Part of my language, but I mean, it was like no one no was scoring. It was just turnover central on both teams. I think it was like like four or five points VCU to us zero, and after like four minutes or something like that. We're lucky Three it was like.
2: We're well, lucky it wasn't like twenty
1: to nothing. Right, they
0: they missed their first but six that's, shots.
1: That's what I'm saying. If mm-hmm. if we capitalize on that first few minutes, we could right. have been up by five and maybe had a better shot going into the first half right. with all the
0: momentum that a young right. team like us needs to say, look what we can do against a top-notch team. So so
1: to me, there needs to be a starting lineup change where you put the best possible guys in that lineup to get those points. And I don't think that that that's happened yet. But
2: <clears throat> yeah, I think personally, I think Dakota River should guard over justice rainwater
1: i think yeah i think justice rainwater would be great off the bench great energy off the bench right i'm not trying to like demean him or anything but i feel like rivers has a little more finesse a little more range than than rainwater and then you bring rainwater off the bench you bring that energy and strength and he can kind of provide that extra energy when rivers takes a break Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and who knows how that's going to go going forward to um not to get too ahead of ourselves just yet, but, you know, next game against a team like Florida Tech, Division Two, you know, in theory, a, a D1 team is supposed to, you know, handle them pretty well. I wouldn't be surprised if we see, even if it's only for the one game, a, a starting lineup shake up and have a lot of the younger guys kind of get pushed to the front um, just to help them work out the kinks they, you know, need to work on. But also it's a good time to see your normal starters, um, who you know, who have potentially struggled against some of these really good, non-conference teams that we've been playing um, to see how they can, you know, kind of rebound from that and try to build some confidence.
1: So this has been um a side note. Zach Scott hasn't really shot well in, like, any of the last few games. I mean, tonight he shot 18%. 18 percent um last game was 36 percent which is a little bit better mercer was 29 dartmouth 38 umbc 20 those are all lower percentages than what he's used to and i think it's because he's he's been forced to to try harder whether that be driving making plays to me he's that guy he's that catch and shoot guy and he is he's a playmaker don't get me wrong but that is his bread and butter is Catch him on the outside, or give him a, a, a wide open deep shot, and he's going to hit it every time. So <clears throat> it's yeah. it's kind of uh, disheartening to see him just have a little bit of a down down year in stats this far. Thus far, I, I mean, I know he's talented and he's got it, but it's just uh, concerning.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. As you said earlier, it's, um, you know, our I mean, this is common knowledge at this point. Our two leaders on this team are two, like, you know, when, a, when an opponent looks at our team and wants to look over our roster, the two guys that they're going to see that, you know, lead us per se are Caleb Cato and Zach Scott. That's not, you know, unheard of or anything, but they're sophomores. <laughs> and and one of them didn't start a single game last year. So it's, it's you know, it's a work in progress and they're being asked to be they're being asked to be upperclassmen right now, and it's of no fault to their own, obviously.
1: But let's talk about that a little bit. I was talking with this t- about uh, with Russell a little bit during the game, and I want to know you guys' thoughts. How much does it actually matter if you gain a year of experience? If you go from freshman to sophomore, sophomore to junior, are you gonna like magically be a leader or magically be five points, seven points per game better? I mean, does it really? What I'm saying is, and and not knocking the players, but are they going to continue to grow, or is it just because the rest of the team isn't that good?
2: Uh, I'm starting to get a little worried that, like, they don't really have a supporting cast, you know, and it's kind of looking bleak. I mean, not to jump to too much conclusions in the rest of the year, but I kind of agree with you there in in a sense of, like, I don't... I don't know. I'm liking... What they're showing in a in in a sense, because, but I just I think their ceiling, you know, is kind of drastically getting lowered, um, due to, you know, (laughs) what they have around them. So unless we bring someone in next year, um, maybe go back to that transfer. I doubt that's gonna happen. But um, part of me kind of thinks that we would see them be succeeding more. Had we had kind of stuck to that, you know, that dually mindset. I don't, I'm not saying that I, agree, that I don't agree with switching it up, but does that kind of make sense? Um, no,
1: I agree. I think, I think you have to have some sort of veteran leadership oh, no. and, and this point. It's, it's two sophomores. Um, and it's only
2: and that's, them. That's, and then next yeah. year that, we're going to, it's going to be them. So it's, where do they go from there
1: almost? Right, but but next year is another year. They'll be juniors. So yeah, with sports today, the patience is very small. Yeah,
2: unfortunately.
1: So it's like, you know, you wait a year, you wait another year, you hope for the best. Does it happen? Maybe, maybe not. Um, you hope it does, and that's kind of what Michael Fly is hoping on is he's recruiting these young guys and, and building from the the bottom up.
0: Right, which um, I think we'd all agree that that's not a bad strategy. It's just um, in this one to two year period that, that this transition is really, you know, taking its toll. That we're really feeling the effects between last year and this year. Um, you would like you would like if you had, you know, bigger name, high major transfers or something like that to sort of lead you for one to two years. That as you said, that Dually style of, of recruiting. Um, you would like to see that, but that's because you'd like to win. And I get that, but uh, I guess just playing devil's advocate, cause I'm not saying if I agree or disagree with that, but um, that also means less playing time for the guys who you're trying to develop, um, which may inherently mean more wins, but what does that do for you in the future? Um, I don't know. You know? Yeah,
1: I agree, but I don't think you can go, go <clears throat> cold Turkey like that to it. A- to a certain degree, like, if you cut out all your seniority, all your transfers, and you bring in strictly young guys, it's going to be bad.
2: It's going to be rough. Yep. So. <clears throat> yeah, and you just kind of have to bank on them getting better, like, be be good juniors. next.
1: And maybe that's the plan, is it, you know, it's going to be rough for a couple of years, and, and hopefully you see sparks of that. But to maintain a little bit of, like, positivity and chemistry i think you need to have some sort of veteran leadership
0: right but again one thing i'll bring up is this team's not supposed to look like it does right now we're supposed to have an upperclassman in brian thomas and we're supposed to have mm. christian carlisle a senior right. um so i don't think that it was intended to be like oh let's get rid of all these old guys let them transfer if they want to transfer and and let's just bring in the youth let's have freshmen starting you know it wasn't It we were supposed to have zach, zach johnson last year you know um, and imagine that last year's team was Zach Johnson on it. Um, and Nero Mercurius and, you know, he wouldn't have had to be such a, a focal point, which I think kind of hindered his effectiveness because he was our spot up shooter, but he had to be a scorer at times and he layups and play defense and all these things. Um, so yeah, going back to this year, you know, having those two guys, Ryan Thomas, who actually just to bring up real quick, um, this is the most recent thing I've heard of regarding Brian Thomas's status is their play-by-play guy said he's out for another four to six weeks. I don't know where he gets that information. I don't know if it's just something that the team kind of gives to the press real quick to read off stats during the game or, or whatever, but four to six weeks, that's you know a month to a month and a half. And that puts us at basically right at conference play like we've been thinking. Um, so as long as that holds true, I mean, I don't know how long it's gonna take BT to get into you know, game shape, like I can run the floor and everything. But at the same time, hopefully by then, guys like Dakota Rivers and Rainwater will be established enough to where we can give, you know, Brian Thomas ample time to where we don't need to just throw him in and have him play 20-plus minutes a night. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot of questions here still, obviously.
2: Yeah, and then I'm just still dying to see how Molly Cardi might impact um Apparently they said, actually the announcer tonight said um, maybe within a week. I don't know where he gets his information, but for Milly Cardi, mm-hmm. um, he said within the next week. So
1: It's still very disheartening to see all these potential rebounds that we could be getting. Mm-hmm. and It seems like they're being just tipped, bobbled, and, and, and tapped the other way. I know that's not the case and that's not what they're obviously trying to do, but it's like man, we cannot get a single rebound or 50-50 ball to save our life.
2: Yeah, I've never seen it like this.
1: <laughs> Cuz I mean our rebounds to, compared to theirs it was 37 us and 42 to them. It's, it's, not, a huge it's not that bad, but the turnovers is really what killed us. It just I think it just seemed it just seemed to compound the effect when you have those turnovers and those balls that don't go our way, and it's like, man, we can't even catch a break. What did we actually expect going into VCU being 21 in the AP poll, us struggling? We hadn't even won it, you know, when we were talking about VCU in the preview. We didn't even have a W at that point. I mean, we all expected to lose. It's just, uh, it's hard coming off that comeback win against FAU. And then coming into VCU and you lose by 30 and you have your lowest scoring total of the season.
0: Yeah. And uh, one more thing, you know, just to kind of wrap up the VCU thing is, you know, while you're watching the game, it's it's tragic, you know, because we just come off this great win and come from behind and then we play you uh, VCU and we, you know, get obliterated you know we we come out of the game slow uh, sloppy both teams do but they find footing and we don't even know where to stand you know we're getting beat up we lose by 30 points at the end of it but when you kind of remove yourself from that did any of us actually think that that we were going to win this game you know at the start of the season or w- without being caught up in the moment you know it was an it was somewhat expected loss from an outsider perspective and it's so when you look at, when you look back on the season Without getting into specifics, you're going to say, oh, yeah, VCU, of course we lost to them. Um, what you look for is the people who played well. Now, granted, you, you want that to be more people, but I mean, Cado, he looks great. He's looked great every game, even when he hasn't put up the most points and maybe makes a turnover or two, but he looks solid. His shooting percentage is usually pretty good. He was 50% from three today, uh, really big from three. He got nine rebounds, 14 points. You know, he. Pretty clean with the ball and you look for things like that to kind of out of an expected loss you look for those positives
1: yeah i think we all knew we were going to go into this um as a learning experience and and more or less a loss but it's just uh the turnovers have to be limited and i don't know if i can chalk that up to to just unexperienced, or I don't know. So right, it'll be interesting to see how we rebound against Florida Tech. I know they're NAIA, but
0: Division Two, technically. Oh, is it? Yeah, but still, did it's that, it's the same. Did that same change? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I, think oh, I just thought
2: D2. they were
1: NAIA, but yeah. Anyways, Florida Tech, we got a game at home on Tuesday. Tuesday,
0: yes.
2: Which is what? What's yeah. the date? 26th. Yeah, not yeah. to sound too negative or anything, but, like, I just – it seems like our turnover problem has been every game, regardless of our opponent. Um, I, I agree. Of, yep. It, and I know it, it – I think we can chalk it up to inexperience just because our basketball IQ seems to be – super low (laughs) i don't claim to be like a basketball expert or anything but sometimes when i'm watching i'm like man like is that it's unlike anything i've seen from us at least
1: no and Um, especially tonight's game i have not seen that many turnovers in a long
0: time no i don't i don't remember a game where we've had that many and we've seen bad i mean in the past it's been like oh my god 10 turnovers at halftime this is tragic well, how about 14 in in the first half, I think it was. But, but 27 total Yeah, and then another 13 in the second half. So far, even this year, um, you know, a kind of a bad turnover season, like you're saying, Dawson. And for the most part, our struggles are a half long. And this game, our turnovers, at least that facet of the game, that was a full game long. We did not rebound from that.
1: So, yeah, FGCU uh, moves on to 1-5, uh, loses 78-48 to 48 to VCU. It's a tough loss. Um, looking to rebound against Florida Tech on Tuesday, the 26th. And then after Thanksgiving, we have a, a series of games. Um, I know we're playing Georgia Southern, North North Dakota, Campbell. I think that might be That's all. It. That's it. Yeah, three
0: it. games at Alico. This
1: will be this is, rapid yeah. fire, back-to-back. Back. Um, it'll be interesting. I think who did Georgia Southern play this year? It was was a North Florida, and I think North Florida beat them.
2: I don't recall. Meanwhile, Liberty's off to their best start in program history. <laughs> right.
0: Not letting anybody down this year.
2: Nope. <laughs> they play, um, uh, who do they play? They, I think they play LSU coming up. Mm. That'll be interesting.
0: And uh, VCU beat LSU.
2: Yeah. So that'll be a good... Um, Good it's another witness test kinda, on uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> how we stack up against teams and how other teams stack up against them.
2: Yeah. I guess you never really know, but, yeah, I always like watching those. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, good for them, you know.
0: Yeah, they're a likable team, I'll say
2: it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't necessarily dislike them um, like I do some other
1: some of generate, um, yeah, so yeah, um North Florida beat Georgia Southern by three eighty to seventy seven so it'll be interesting to see what we can do against georgia Southern um North Florida's had a pretty good start this year, so hmm. it's always interesting to compare other a n teams and and uh similar and and the same opponents, so yeah.
2: All right. Let's. But uh, the good news, I mean, coming off the um, um, sorry, uh, the FAU um, win. You know, we had this this game against BCU away, but then um, it was four out of our next five that we're going to be at home. So I I do think this is a good opportunity for us to maybe go on a little bit of a run. um, Hopefully. Yeah, that's um, what we're all hoping for.
1: Yeah, the one interesting stat that I saw on Twitter the other night was that FGCU, we have a 206-68 to 68 record in Alika Arena, 75% winning percentage, and then we are 99-25 in the last eight years at home. So, I mean, that's, that's not for nothing. So having three, four games at home...
0: Right, a lot of that success is from years past. Obviously, even in the last eight years, right? But, but still, it's yeah. eight years, right? We, I mean, we've had we still put out a good crowd at Alico, and it's at points this year already. It's been maybe you know, dare I say, better than the last few years um, as far as a home crowd. So I was going to bring that up.
2: Yeah, I was definitely going to bring that up. There was a point where, personally, I felt when we were losing by. 15 to 19 in that range um, midway through the second half of FAU? the FAU game yeah. I I genuinely felt like I was pretty upset I was like in the in the last eight years you know since I've been like a real diehard I, I genuinely I, I don't think I could ever bring myself to leave a game but I was thinking about it <laughs> I had thoughts <laughs> and I, I was kind of like disappointed in myself I was like this, I, I always scoffed at, you know, people that would even think about doing that, obviously I didn't, um, (laughs) and that was insane, but, um, to my point, even when we were down by 19, I was looking around, and I was like, man, the, the student section was, like, going at it and we were, were live like 15. They were dancing to baby like, shark and and Yeah,
0: know. there
2: was a um, there was a media timeout and I noticed this in real time but when I went back and watched it um there was a media timeout. And we had just turned like we had just put on a mini run and then we turned the ball over. Uh this was probably with about 13 or so minutes left in the second half. We turned the ball over after a little run and then give up a three to you know to push it back to like 18 or something like that. And student section, they're like – the you know that song comes on where, like, they all lock arms and, like, sway? I was yeah. like
0: – That's yeah. normally,
2: like, a super, super hype, like, we're winning or, like, it's a close game. Yeah, or, no, like, conference play 18. late in the season. Yeah, this is yeah. a
0: non-conference, you know, foe who, who we're not playing very well against, down by a whole bunch. And they're, the student section is acting like they're brothers in arms and, and, you know, putting on a good show for, you know, for the opponent. Yeah.
2: And I've been – during like this part of the season, I in a lot even in our prime, I feel like there it was it didn't really have that feel, especially being down. I remember being in November games around Thanksgiving, and you know no one's there. It's it even even you know even a somewhat decent team like FAU, like there's been equivalent teams, and people are just not there. And the student section especially is not there, so. That's if that's one bright spot that we can talk about here is like we really do have a a pretty good fan base this year. I mean, at least go <clears throat> it's great. It's, it's great, and I really think that definitely helped that comeback. And that's something that I've been thinking about the last few days. Is man, like we really do have something special at least for now. And I just hope we can somehow turn it around. Give them a winner. Keep that up. Yeah.
1: That's to be seen. I mean, we haven't hit that Thanksgiving break yet.
0: Right. It'll be interesting, these right. three, home, three, four home games.
1: But, no, I agree with you. The, 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 the fans were incredible being down by 19 with 11 minutes, 11.54 in the second half. I mean, who would have thought that we come back 19 points down with, you're talking 11 minutes, 10 minutes. It's almost the last half of the second half. And and the students were sticking around. Everyone was sticking around. It w- it was pretty uh, uplifting because back in our days when we were there, I mean, people would have already walked out.
0: Right. Conference play games were big, but that really yeah. the whole month of November, besides like the first game of the year, was was not. It wasn't like it was the other day. That's for sure.
1: So yeah, to come back from 19 points down, that was insane. Oh yeah, Jalen Warren, ice cold.
0: Ice in his veins,
1: uh, yeah. Ice in his veins comes down the court, hits a floater with traffic. Who was that? It was that seven foot two guy? That he was kinda... one of the
0: guys down there, dude.
1: This ended up number one play, number two play, two and number one. Oh yeah, on Sports two Center. One, yeah. yeah, I saw both. Um, it was awesome. I mean, that's exactly what we needed for a a uh, morale boost. Right, and it was a first good first win. win. Yeah, granted, FAU is no powerhouse. We're no powerhouse, but. These guys are zero and four at this point, and we're we're nineteen points down. It's it's the, the latter half of the second half. Where are you know, as a player, you know, and I've never played professional sports or, or collegiate sports or anything like that, but personally, I'd be like, man, man, it's just a loss. You know, we're not coming back. But obviously, something changed in the locker room. Whether it be Michael Fly, someone on the team leading, hey man, we're not we're not out of this yet. So, so to come back from 19 points down, that's a gutsy performance, and that was really impressive. Um, it's a good sign, for sure.
0: Yeah, you can uh, reference the, the post-game interview with Coach Fly, um, and he kind of spoke to that, you know, some questions to him about, about how do you get your guys, you know, fighting that whole time, um, even down, like we keep saying, 19 points with just over 11 minutes left, and and um and haven't went, won right game ha- exactly so you you play a team that that you should w- that you could be able to compete with and then you come out so flat like that i mean i mean you're right though a lot of things that could be going through maybe a weaker minded individual um might be wow we can't even you know compete with another well, similar team
1: you and me and everyone on in that arena more likely majority was like hey we're not winning
0: Right. Nope. It started to feel like that for sure. And it's hard to, I mean, there's always that, that, you know, chance that you're thinking like, all right, just go on a run and that changes everything, but you just wait and wait for it. But, you know, to further, what, what I'm saying though, is Michael fly spoke to that, you know, he just had to, he was telling the guys to just believe that we can win. That's all you'd have to do. Believe that we can win. And then he was breaking up, you know, let's win these four minutes is, is you know, the words that he used, let's win these next four minutes. And, you know, they keep winning four-minute little series, and then and you still believe you can win, and you see that lead shrinking to, you know, 10 and then 8, and, and, you know, you get going, and you really see you got a shot. A couple of clutch gagliardi threes, who was just on that game, especially in the second half. Um, you know, and then we're right back in it, tying it up with a, you know, Jalen Warren bucket.
2: And I, I'm, I'm kind of holding on to what Fly said in that post-game press conference. Um how he's talking about Jalen Warren, he said, um, you know, everyone's been asking him or, you know, talking about Jalen Warren. Like what, who is he? Like, why is he here? Like, what's he doing? You know? And he, he straight up like straight face said, this is, this was Jalen Warren. Like this is the first time you have seen Jalen Warren. Yeah. That's the guy they Um,
0: recruited is basically what he's saying.
2: Right. And like, I think he, he mentioned that, you know, when they were starting him, it might have put a little bit too too much pressure on him. So now he's coming off the bench, which I, I, I like that call. <laughs> I mean, and I was, you know, hoping maybe he would bounce back a little bit tonight against VCU. But, I mean, it's just, it was an all-around.
0: It was against um, VCU.
2: <laughs> yeah, VCU. But, right. So I'm, I'm excited to see how he how he bounces back in these next few games and maybe hopefully continues on his little – his run, I mean, because he, he uses his body pretty well in driving to the hole. I have noticed that um, in prior games, um, he'd have a few nice buckets, you know, that seemed improbable. Um, but he just took over, man. That was awesome.
1: You know, what's crazy to me is, <clears throat> backtracking a little bit, but in that second half against FAU, I'm looking at ESPN stuff right now. And in that second half, With one minute thirty six seconds left to finish the game, FAU has eighty seven percent chance to win. Wow. That's a minute and a half, and you have almost a ninety percent chance to win. It just goes to show you that anything can happen. So, this young team, you know, we're we're one in five now. But if you if you snapshot that that game. You know the other opponent has ninety percent chance of winning. We got a ten percent chance of pulling it out. That's kind of whole, how the whole season's been. So you you bring this to January, you got another month and a half. You know whatever of experience. Conference play, it's a little bit different. Everything's competitive. Those those chances go up for sure. Mm-hmm. So everything is gonna is gonna be better in conference play. It's just a matter of how much better will it be.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
1: Um, and th- this non-conference is a is, it's a tough schedule.
0: One of the tougher ones we've had, honestly. It is. It is. Yeah, I mean, I mean we're not, not playing.
1: Not, we're not playing powerhouses. We're not playing Duke. We're not. Yeah, playing, they're not you know, the
0: names that that you think when you think a really tough non-conference like Duke, Kentucky, or whatnot. But these are the toughest. Uh, you know they're high major slash mid-major teams that we could be playing when st louis vcu well considering our experience it's even tougher right
1: it's not like we're going in with seniors playing duke that's a different story we
0: haven't even played usc yet right
1: (laughs) so conference january and on is going to be a different story you know we're going to pick up a lot more wins um it's just it's tough to watch now and then we'll see what happens but it was fun to be a fan at the FAU game and we we all kind of took a break from, you know, hardcore either taking pictures, video, analysis. I mean, <laughs> you could see Russell and myself on the on the camera on ESPN just kind of clapping away like a dumb seal.
0: And if you don't know what we look like, um you, uh, you can tell because we're the two guys both wearing green like fans on, on a green out, both doing the exact same like hand motions and everything without even realizing it. Both have the same, you know, similar type of glasses. So just look for that. And, you know, if you see it, uh, screenshot it, tweet us or something and ask if that's us and we'll check yes or no. I look like 1.5 Elliots, yeah. like just bigger, just taller, fatter. <laughs> <laughs>
1: a little more enthusiastic.
0: Yeah, just 1.5 everything.
1: Um the fact that we scored 16 in the first half and then Uh-oh. 41 in the second half. And outscored them not double but like by a lot. So it the talking point kind of is when are we going to piece two halves together? Can't wait. We've had stellar halves. Whether, Ten minutes. Whether periods, it be the first half kind of or the second half. There's gotta be a point in time where we piece those two together and, and just
2: have a badass game. Yeah. It's coming. I mean It's gotta be coming.
0: I know it's not the most fun thing in the world to beat up on a D2 team or whatever, but I, I don't care at this point. I just want to see people go off. I want to, I want like a 107 well, to and 39 we, game. That's what we you know? were
1: talking about previously is sometimes you have to have that cupcake team in, right. the, in the very beginning of the season. And now we're having Florida Tech six games in. Is that too late?
0: And Well, for the most part, um, I, I've been looking at... Or
1: is it seven games? I wanted to seven see...
0: Games. I wanted to see how many times, like our record, obviously I don't expect that we've lost to to um, Florida Tech before, but I wanted to see kind of our overall record and our scoring versus them. So I went back all the way to, you know, 2002, 2003 season. Um, and, but, you know, besides that point, the past, you know, six to eight years, our D1 years, we've, for the most part, within the first three games of the season, we play that cupcake like we're talking about. And you're right, we haven't played one till now. And this is our our sixth game or our seventh game of the season will be against that team. So whether that's good or bad or doesn't really matter, who knows? But all I know, like I said, is I want a hundred plus to like 40 game.
1: No offense, Florida tech shout out Panthers,
0: but yeah, go Panthers. Not really. (laughs) Not, not on Tuesday, (laughs) but any other day, go you. (laughs) All right. Thanks for tuning in guys. Uh, That's going to do it for today um you can check us out after you know our next slate of games coming up this week um dirty birds pack the nests uh show up i know it's over thanksgiving but you know hopefully we can get loud at alico arena and get ourselves a few wins but yeah like i said that's going to do it for today um thanks for stopping by let's go eagles